It's the Morning Jam Catch-Up with Janelle and Fitzy. And today we spoke to comedy theatre superstar Daniel Tobias ahead of his show, The Orchid and the Crow. I had a Father's Day dilemma that I was chasing some support on and I got it from you, Janelle, so thank you for that. You're welcome. And you did something awful that we made you tell the story about. Hey, look... And I've got no support from you. Thanks no, you, so much. you didn't actually, no. No, you cheated on your hairdresser. Oh. There's no way around that. You can't support Let people. it go. Welcome to the Saturday show for all of Perth. Mix 94.5's Morning Jam. Now, Fitzy, I am delighted to welcome into this studio an absolute, you are a theatre legend, Daniel Tobias. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm the theatre legend that no one's ever heard about. Well. I've been quietly touring around the world and they're like, I've never heard of that guy before, but maybe you saw me on Neighbours in like the mid-90s. <laughs> well, that, that still counts. Yeah. And you have been touring around the world and you have been winning awards all over the world with your show, The Orchid and the Crow. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. Well, about 16 years ago, I... I got told I had testicular cancer and um, so I had to go through treatment and everything and as you can imagine, it was really full on. I had to have surgery and chemo and uh, everything, you know, and radiotherapy and so I had a year to sort of contemplate what the world was about Um, but in that time, what made it kind of bearable for me was hearing other people's stories and in particular, Lance Armstrong's story. Of course. Oh, wow. So... Now that seems like a kind of funny proposition. Mm. It seems like a butt of a joke, really. But at the time, he was like a god. You know, yeah. he was like a messiah kind mm. of figure. So yeah. live strong. That, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm given this book, and I'm I've gone from not knowing who this guy is because I wasn't really into cycling or who is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and I I was like read the first chapter, and thinking, wow, I can not only like get through this, but I can become like the best version of me ever. So that's what happened. And And that's what this story is about. As any good creative type, were you thinking sort of along the lines there, I'm sure you're more concerned with your mortality at that stage, but were you thinking, wow, I could turn this into my own advantage. I could make a great stage. Because I I tell you right now with radio people, whenever crappy things happen in life, it's like, well, at least I can talk about it on air. Uh, That's sort of where you go. I I know that sounds really flippant because we're not talking about cancer, but... Was that rattling around up there? I wasn't sure that I was going to make a show about it, but I was like naturally trying to find the comedy in everything that I was doing. Like there was one stage where I was just about to have the surgery. I was getting ready and I'd heard that if you prepare yourself mentally for surgery and have a positive attitude that actually the healing might be better. And I thought, I don't know if that's true or not. It sounds like truthiness. Yeah. Yeah. But... What have I got to lose? So let's yeah. just get into a, you know, so I'm listening to Miles Davis before I go in and feeling all chilled out. And then I'm I'm just about to, about to be wheeled out on a gurney. And before I get on the gurney, I'm in the hospital gown, you know, yep. where you can see your bum and everything at the back. And I start doing this kind of Highland dance for my mum and my dad. Of course you do. Because what else are you going to do? What That's else? Right. And uh, my mum says, Daniel, what are you doing? You can't do this. This is serious. And I said, mum, this is my orchidectomy, I will do what dance I want. When nice. you have your ball removed, then you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can dance however. Ballroom blitz, maybe. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much. I tell you. Bam. Well, now, have you had many reactions from other men after the show? Yeah, lots. Yeah. And, and all kinds of things. I've had people 
who have been through similar experiences and saying it was so great to hear someone who had been through it. And then there was even a situation I was in New Zealand where a woman came up to me and she said, I had to watch my mum go through chemo and I never really understood what it was like for her. She said it was very uncomfortable, but I never really understood it. And she said to me, seeing your show made me understand my mum better. I was like, oh, that's why you make this kind of stuff. That's why you Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Uh, look, it's it's a 75-minute show, so make sure you get along. So you've got a show 2.30 this afternoon and also 7.30 tonight. Correct. At Subi um, Art Centre. At Subi Art Centre. And then you're Margs on the 6th and Caratha on the 8th. Uh, it's award-winning. It's won the Green Room Award. Uh, it's run outstanding solo performance at the Ottawa Fringe. It's also won outstanding individual performance at London Free Press from uh, 2015 in Canada. It is an amazing solo show, and we thank you so much for coming in, Daniel Tobias. Get along and check him out. Thank you very much. It's the Morning Jam on Mix 94.5. You've had a chance to stick your boot into me. <laughs> I get a chance to return the favour. <laughs> you told me that you've got, Fitzy, yeah. a Father's Day dilemma. Yeah, look, I do, I do. So I got told by my wife, this was about a week ago, that I must, I must attend my five-year-old's pre-primary classroom because there's something to do with Father's Day going on oh, and, and they needed help. And so, I, and I said, when when she says must, it's not like I didn't want to go. I'm like, oh, that's great, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's always fun. So off I trot. I free some time up on my day, and off I trot. Um, apparently, about an hour was all that was required. And I'm waiting outside the classroom. I notice there's a lot of other mums, a lot of mums around. Huh. Not many dads. Hmm. Uh, finally, the door opens. We're allowed in. By that time, there's probably three dads, eight mums. I'd say three dads, eight mums. Okay. Get inside there. There's a bloke from Bunnings. What we'll be doing today is making Dad a Father's Day present. That's what? correct. I've headed off to my son's school and I've had to help make my own Father's Day present. Hang on a minute. Couple of issues I got with this. First of all, no surprise anymore. I know what's happening tomorrow. I'm getting a serving tray. Oh, that's there's, good. I know, oh, it's not bad, is it? I mean, I didn't stay around long enough to see him design the, or the paint scheme on it, which I'm sure he has done over the last week since we built this thing. But surely, as I could tell from the other mums, surely wouldn't that have been the moment for mum to go to school? And huh. sh- shouldn't I be there helping my son build the, the Mother's, Mother's Day, Day present? present? And conversely, my wife should be there helping build the Father's Day present? Huh. Are you, are you, see, you wanted to get stuck into me, but you agree with me, don't I, you? I kind of yeah. see where you're coming from. Yeah, so we had, to, we had the wood and we had, to, had the glue and the nails and the hammer. And I had to make it all How did... at, at tiny desks and my back still hasn't recovered. <laughs> yeah, those little chairs are those a killer. Little, and I'm 120 kilos. I'm not going to chance myself on one of those little chairs. No. I'm on my knees. Oh. So, you know, like, it's, it, it's really, it's not right. How did the other dads feel about it? I didn't want to broach the subject in you, front of the children. Couldn't you tell? Because... The face? I felt they were all on the same page. <laughs> and I also felt there was some surprise by the mums that there were some dads there. So I don't know where the cross-communication was, but I know I'm getting my serving tray out of it. And here's the other bit. There's more to this story, by the way. Oh. There wasn't enough parents to go around for each kid. So I had another kid with me. Oh. So I had, a, I had a young lady. She was also attempting to make a serving tray for her father. I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I should admit this. It's fair to say there was a little less effort put in. Uh- 
to helping her make her, her father's oh, father's day tray. Oh, you <laughs> <laughs> It was in my own. So for my own, like my son Liam, I made sure all the corners were perfect. There was no spillover with the glue and everything. And and for hers, it was a bit more along the lines of, yeah, that looks What's pretty that good. <laughs> so, so when her dad gets, well, you know what, mate? I'm talking to her dad. Come along next time if you don't want to have a 45-degree uh, a bent serving tray. That's that's all I've got to say on the matter. You know who I blame for this whole situation? Hey. Hey. Your wife. I think she was meant to go. Thank you. Thank she you was so. meant to Thank go and she's passed the buck. I've spent the last two and a half minutes trying to get to that point Yeah. without wanting to just say that. Because no, yeah. no guy ever sounds great on the radio going, oh, my <laughs> wife, that's horrible. I can't, but when you do it, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. My wife did a horrible thing to me. Yeah. And it should be talked about. And we yeah. just did. So there we go. We've got just the tray to serve it on. So, yeah. So <laughs> hopefully my eight year old, <laughs> hopefully my eight year old's done something to surprise me tomorrow because the rest of it, I know what's coming. Oh, well. Ah. Mix 94.5's Morning Jam. So for the last hour, I've been telling everybody coming up soon, Janelle's going to tell you all about the disgraceful thing she's done to her hairdresser. Yes. Now's the time, Janelle. Okay. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Take a deep breath. Let's go. I have committed adultery on my hairdresser. <laughs> I have no No, even as a man I understand this is this is big. Okay, now look, he, here's the thing. No, here comes the justification, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm quite <laughs> terrified about this whole this whole scenario because I met my hairdresser. Yep. And I will say, he's my colourist. He doesn't cut my hair. Oh, he's it's a, a colourist. They take it even harder. Shut so, up. So let's keep going. Stop saying that. I didn't realise it was a man. Okay, so we met at a nightclub and he said to me, oh, you're a comedian, tell us a joke. And I said, you're a hairdresser, do my balayage. Right, which is hilarious if you knew is what balayage. You clearly have no idea what balayage what? means. That's hilarious. Your stomach's not showing Shut during up. it? It's a colour. Ah, okay then. Anyway. And then we became best friends. Did you? Re- so like any good relationship, it started in a nightclub. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All of my relationships. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. And he's been colouring my hair for, I don't know, two years. Yeah. However, mm. last night was Laugh Out Loud mm-hmm. and I needed to get a colour and a cut. Uh, the double up. I needed a double. And that's, and that's... my hairdresser doesn't do cuts. He, he's mm. what, he considers himself a long hair specialist. I clearly have short hair. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And he, it's a thing. It's a thing, okay. Okay, okay. I, don't, I don't want to demean the specifics of the profession, so keep so going. So he doesn't like to cut my hair. Right. But I needed them both done. Yeah. And I, needed, I didn't have time to go to two places in a week. And nor should so, you have to. Yeah, so I went to someone else. Okay. And my hairdresser, my hair colourist, doesn't know, except that there are photos now on the internet yeah. of me last night at Life Out Loud new and different hair. What's the first thing I said to you when you walked in today? Nice hair. Not like that. Because it hair. makes it sound like I'm being sarcastic. I went, your hair looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Best I've ever seen it. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> but it, like, tell me. Tell, t- that, t- come I on, feel be awful. Honest. Okay, so now you've put the boot into the old hairdresser. No, no, no. The, the old colorist. But tell me right now, do you prefer it like it is right now than you have done, say, the last year? I, I, I'm enjoying yes. the change. That's a yes. I'm enjoying – shut up. I'm enjoying the change, okay, <laughs> but I feel incredibly guilty and I, I sh- probably should have sent a text yesterday prior to the Laugh Out Loud saying, mm. hey, P.S., got my hair done, cheated on you, 
had to be done. I was time poor. Mm. Still love you. Um, yeah. Let's go to a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> on the upside, at least he's your colorist and not a hairdresser. Because if I cheated, if you cheated on your hairdresser, they, they've got scissors. True. You know, seriously. That, that's true. That, that thing, they can be in you at any stage. Can blokes cheat on their hairdressers? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I used. Do you to feel ha- the same guilt? Yeah, I had. I had uh, my my wife's best friend and her her husband uh, owned a hairdressing salon. I I could never go anywhere else. No, what I no matter what I thought of the cut. Oh, and was it a good cut? They've shut. No matter what was I thought of the cut, cut. and uh, <laughs> I didn't realise the shoe would be on the other foot at some stage during this break. Yeah, anyway, anyway, taste. Long story short, business shut down, so that solved that problem, didn't it? <laughs> so are you going to reach out to him, or is this your moment? I, I apologise for cheating on you, Daniel. Uh, I still love you. Let's go for dinner and I'll pay. There you go. <laughs> Mix 94.5's Morning Jam.